The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Say, say, say what you want, but don't play games with my affection. Take, take, take what you need, but don't leave me. We're uh, talking about guilty pleasures uh, in the last half hour and asked you at 636 30 to tell you. Tell us yours. We've gotten quite a few texts. I'll read. Can I just say one more thing about my mom? Of course. The floor is yours. Okay, so here's also, I don't know what to make of this. And maybe Gantz would be the guy to um, answer this. I did not react to my mother's death for a, a, a half a day. It was expected. I got the phone call. I didn't, you know, I, I was fine. I, I, I can't say I was fine, but I... And I debated whether or not to um, put a post on social media, but I know that a lot of our listeners follow me on social media, and I know that a lot of them were aware of the fact, and they ask from time to time on the texting line how she's doing. And I didn't want, honestly, selfishly, didn't want to come to work and have to answer that question over and over again. Um, So I put something out on social media, on Facebook and uh, Twitter, I think. Yeah. It was when people started offering their condolences that uh, I was crushed, mm-hmm. and I can't even explain it. Mm-hmm. I just, the, I, maybe it was the thought that people care, or maybe, I don't know what it was, but that's what's crushing me, and I know that our listeners, quite a few of you texting, I appreciate the sentiment behind it, I honestly do, and I appreciate hearing from you. It's, it's killing me. Yeah, and I, um, when, I, when I saw it on social media, I, I didn't really know what to say to you. It's, right. You know, you don't... I don't know what to say when somebody loses somebody either. Right. I don't know what you're supposed to say. So I put it as simply as I could, and I just said, are you okay? Yes. Because I, I didn't... It's tough in a work environment, especially when I'm working this closely with you this week, being in the studio. We work closely mm-hmm. every day, but, yep. you know, we're five feet away from each other. I didn't want to send a message for it to seem like, are you coming to work on Tuesday <laughs> yeah. because your mom just passed away? Right, you know, right. so you're trying to balance... This message to say I, I care. Yes, but I also do need to know. But that's not my first. Yeah, absolutely. You know, well, I got your text. Are you okay? And I texted back uh, something like, "I'm fine, and I will be into work on Tuesday," because I knew you would probably need to know that, uh, but didn't want to ask it. Right. So I'm trying to anticipate your needs on this one because I would do the same thing if it was Jay. I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry if there's anything I can do. But then you're wondering, could you please tell me if you're going to be in? Because i got to plan a show if you're not, right? Right, exactly. And you you responded and just said, I'll be there. And I had said to you, you don't have to. Right. Don't feel compelled to come in. I'll do it. And we kind of just left it there. And then I saw you today. And I, I saw you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. That wouldn't be either. But I uh, I saw you today. And I just, are you okay? Yeah. And we had a little conversation. But that that's where it is. And But I... I I'm not trying to take away from all the other condolences. Just explaining my side of yeah, things, absolutely. You know, just when it comes to the work environment. Uh, and I, I think that's tough. We've had um, former employees here whose relatives or, or uh, significant others have passed away. And it's always a tough yeah, thing to do. Yeah, I never know do. what to, to, to say. If I'm it's sorry. A, right. And with a, with a co-worker, too, if you're not... If you don't have a, a good relationship with them or, or a great one, do you go out of your way? I mean, it's just that you want to be sincere in, in your condolences as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone one should say that when someone passes away. But it just it reminded me that there is this kind of odd balance when a co-worker's family yes. member or significant other passes away, how those conversations go mm-hmm. days after. I know. And I, I honestly, I feel like a jerk about the whole thing. I mean, I didn't respond to anybody. I liked posts and, and uh, tweets 
you know, I didn't say anything. I just like them to acknowledge that I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's a. I don't think you're wrong there. I can't do it. I, I can't. I, I. I just can't do it. And when I walked into the to uh, the station today, our receptionist Michelle said, um, "You know, I'm sorry to hear about your mom." And I was halfway up the stairs. And I went, "Yeah, thanks." And I heard myself say it, like, but I just listen. I'm about to do a live radio show. Like, I can't lose it right now like I need to just put my head down and plow through this right and I'm not doing myself a, a service right now by bringing it up again but it's just it's just weird like I don't know how you're supposed to react to this I don't know what you're supposed to do and I and I just know you know people are weird about death right like oh yeah you know and my mom and dad neither of them um held a funeral like there's no service for my mom there, there wasn't for my dad and I know why the reason was um they didn't think anyone would go that's that's the reason they didn't do it, right? And I don't know if that's a good decision or a bad decision or if that hurts or helps family members. Would I rather be on a plane to Ottawa right now to get ready for, uh, you know, to deliver a eulogy to my mom? Probably not. I'd, I'd rather be here and surrounded by people that I care about and who care about me. And, you know, like, so I don't know what the right thing to do is, but it gets you thinking about your own death and you start thinking about, like I asked Carol this morning, hey, if I were to die, would there be a funeral? It's just, I know it's, a, you know, dumb, but I, 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 I never thought about it. And she was like, well, of course. And then I said the same thing my parents said. I'm like, well, who would go? Right. Right? Like, I don't want to force people to go to something on a Saturday. I'm, I'm not going to get any debtor. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It, well, and you and uh, Jay spoke with that death doula last yeah. month, Rain Johnson. Mm-hmm. And it speaks to, is there more of a need to discuss death not more Beforehand, often, yeah. but just bring that conversation up so that families are on the same page and they understand the wishes of the person who has passed. Um, I strongly believe in that, uh, that there should be some sort of, well, what are we doing? Are we doing, if we are doing something, to what extent? Mm-hmm. Who is invited? Well, or- who's giving the eulogy? Like when my wife said this morning, yeah, of course we'd have a funeral for you. And I'm like, well, who the hell, who's coming to that, right? And she's like, well, you got lots of family and friends. And like, I don't know. Um, and then I was like, well, who'd give the eulogy? And she was like, John Wing. Like, she didn't even hesitate. John Wing. So a comedian, you know, out of L.A., who's a friend, a close friend of mine. And uh, right away I was like, well, I wouldn't give John Wing's eulogy. I can't, I can't imagine being asked to do that. So now I feel like even a worse person. Like, the first person <laughs> that my, mo- my mother, my wife thought of was somebody that I wouldn't... I mean, if somebody asked, yes, I guess I would do it. I, I wouldn't have thought that I would get asked, right? But it's another thing that I'm like, well, who would I like? I'd rather have one of my children give the eulogy. Yes. They knew me the best. Absolutely. Right? But then you're like, well, which one do you pick? Because you don't want three others being... Well, in the emotion, too, will they be will they able to deliver mm-hmm. that eulogy? I mean, they're, if their father passes away, standing in front of however many people are there talking about... Yeah. I mean... I don't know what you, they'd even talk about. I haven't accomplished a whole lot. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I've been 30 years a comedian, and I, I don't know, what do you say about that? 30 years a comedian, 10 years... Well, hopefully at least 10 years. Like, I'm not planning on going anywhere soon. That he was... It was a comedian, he was in radio. Okay, so what? And it raised four kids. Well, was around when women raised four kids. So, I don't know. My mind's just spinning... A little bit here. You have a lot going on, and quite frankly, that, to me, is normal. Yeah. Um, 
I know a lot of our listeners have a lot on their minds when it comes to these uh, yeah. guilty pleasures. Yes, thank you. Yes, guilty but pleasures. I also want to mention I, when when you were you had left to get a drink of water here or something during the break, mm. and or I was looking. Yeah. I was looking down the list of these guilty pleasures. Yes. And I feel like a lot of people have mistaken what a guilty pleasure really is. <laughs> like Dude. one on the list, not showering. A guilty pleasure. I just love not showering. I shower every day no matter what. Of course you do. Most and, and people I, do. If I haven't gotten to it during the day, like if it's a Saturday, I've slept in and, you know, whatever, I'll shower before I go to bed. Like there's no way yes. I'm going a whole day without showering. On a hot summer day in Edmonton, when I was working mornings on what is now Global News Radio 880 Edmonton, yes. I would shower after work. And if I went out in the afternoon, I would shower before bed because I just felt dirty. Two in a day. Two in a day. That's a lot. But to not do it once in a day or every few days, how is not showering a guilty pleasure? <laughs> That's just laziness. No, well, listen, I don't want to out anyone here, but I have people, I know people in my life who do not shower every day, and they're fine. Not showering, though. It's not per day. Just this not. is just not showering. <laughs> so, hey, guys, guess what? <laughs> Haven't showered in five days. How about you? <laughs> I mean, well, it was an anonymous survey, so I guess, you know. Well, I, thank that, goodness if, for if, those if, folk. Right. If it was some guy sitting across from you with a clipboard, so what's your guilty pleasure? Not showering. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I already wrote that down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> among your uh, guilty pleasures, I love eating Elmer's glue. Um <laughs> With regard to uh, who might have taken uh, who might have taken a swipe at our uh, cupcake out there, I just remember Andrew Ryan was the one found guilty of muffin gate. That's true, Trevor. Uh, holding a grudge, a guilty pleasure. Uh, good afternoon, guilty pleasure. Eating a fresh McDonald's burger with extra onions. Mmm. I could. Do you want to drop a few off? <laughs> <laughs> uh, guilty pleasure. Watching The Office on next Netflix over and over. That from Brandon and Red Deer. Uh, buying a Slurpee and filling it half full of pop. Hmm. Yeah, I do that too. Do you? Do, do you? That? Oh, yeah. I, I probably have. I can't remember, but... Sometimes I mean. you have no choice. Sometimes in this heat, it comes out like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, last night, I had bacon, eggs, and pancakes for supper. I don't feel the least bit guilty, nor should you. Uh, my guilty pleasure is always carrying a dog treat with me in case I meet a new dog friend. It's a great idea. <laughs> if that's a guy... A that single is a man? That is a guy. If that's a single man... You think he has an ulterior motive? Thumbs up to you, my yeah, friend. well played, sir. Uh, how much is too much ice cream is the same as asking how big is the universe? No one knows for sure, but we <laughs> keep trying to find out, <laughs> says Sean. And uh, you haven't lived unless you've reenacted the Wayne's World Bohemian Rhapsody scene in a car on a road trip. Trent, you're absolutely right. And then this one before we take a break. Listening to a mix of Justin Trudeau's speeches with the polka dot door theme playing in the background. Uh, speaking of Justin Trudeau, I, I want to get to this before anyone texts. I think they're being very kind to me so far today. But at some point, somebody will text, you, I can't remember which way, you left-leaning rubes for the, you're not bringing up this whole uh, story about Justin Trudeau. Well, we'll bring it up for sure. There's an 18-year-old allegation of Justin Trudeau groping a reporter. Now, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, give you the facts. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here in just a second. That's my uh, heads up to you. Because the person who sits in that chair, which is typically me, yes, uh, usually has to uh, formulate the opinion uh, on a story. 
and sort of, you know, so I'm going to ask you to formulate an opinion on this story. Now, I don't know when this story came out yesterday, the, this morning. I'm not really sure. So there's a, it's an 18-year-old allegation. It happened back in 2000. Um, Justin Trudeau was in Creston, B.C. Uh, he was attending a Kokanee Summit to raise funds in honor of his brother, Michael, who had uh, died in an avalanche in, avalanche in the region. And it was about, I, I think it was a fundraiser to for awareness about, I don't know what it was. He wasn't in political life at that time. doesn't matter, but I'm just putting it, giving you as many facts as possible. So we don't know a whole lot, except uh, here's what happened. So the there was a newspaper called the Creston Valley Advance. It was a local paper with a staff of four. It had a publisher, an editor, two reporters. They sent their only female reporter to cover Trudeau's visit on behalf of the National Post. So a local small paper, but they're the only people available, so they sent a reporter for the National Post. It was a story because, not because uh, Trudeau was in public service at that point, but because he's the son of Pierre Elliott Trudeau, uh, who had lost, you know, and he'd lost his brother. So it's a story we're sending a reporter to, for sure. So following that, the newspaper, the Creston Valley Advance, published an editorial accusing Trudeau of groping and inappropriately handling their reporter. So this is not... Just, again, getting the facts out. This is not uh, years later, Trudeau becomes prime minister, um, is uh, an advocate for uh, women's rights, and and then, you know, somebody steps up and goes, well, 18 years ago. No, actually, 18 years ago, this was an editorial. So they accused him shortly after his visit. Uh, the same editorial quotes a day-late apology from Trudeau himself. So they say that they received an apology from Trudeau, uh, quote, I'm sorry, if I had known you were reporting for a national paper, I would never have been so forward. A very odd apology. Yeah, I have a few things to say. All right, let me get, the, you know, and then I'll, it's all yours. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so the reporter in question who was subjected to uh, Trudeau's alleged groping told her then editor and then publisher about the incident. The publisher recalled at the time that the reporter was distressed and uh, for his part, the editor said whatever physical touch or whatever had occurred in that moment was definitely not welcomed by my reporter and definitely was inappropriate. Now, the reason it's in the news again is, I, and you'll have to help me with this, Brad, because I, somebody took a picture of that editorial from 18 years ago and posted it again. Um, and then, of course, everybody jumped on board going, did that really happen? And... Justin Trudeau was asked about it over the weekend. So, yeah, it happened over the weekend. Uh, Trudeau says, uh, now, originally the prime minister's office had said that he had no real recollection of this or whatever. It was very vague, but uh, then asked himself, Trudeau says that uh, Trudeau does remember that day. When asked on Sunday, Trudeau replied, I remember that day in Creston well. It was an Avalanche Foundation event to support Avalanche safety. I had a good day that day, and I don't remember any negative interactions that day at all. So what are we to make of all this? Okay, first off, to me, it's amazing how times have changed. And that's in the sense that a newspaper wrote an editorial. Mm. And again, this is 18 years ago. He is not in office. He is at the time, essentially known as Pierre Elliott Trudeau's son. That's right. The brother of Michael. Right. I don't care who you are, but, and it didn't mention in that article whether they went to police, 
But for your first step to be, you know what we need to do? We need to write an editorial about this. And I understand the point of writing that editorial was likely to shine a light on how people, men, more so than women, take advantage of the opposite sex. And it should never happen. Secondly, that apology has to be the most half-you-know-what apology I've ever heard. So the apology that he... That 18 years ago. Do we have ago. to say allegedly made at the time? Do we know for a fact that that apology... Let's say allegedly to be safe. Yeah, okay. It comes out as, well, you know, I wouldn't do it. It's just to somebody in, in the media business. But you would do it otherwise? That's how it reads to me. Yeah, it's a weird... If, if that apology is accurate, it's the weirdest, lamest... If I'd have known you were representing a national paper, I'd have never done it. Like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, if I had known that this would get in the headlines... I would have never done it. That's the way it reads to me. Yeah, I hadn't thought about Essentially, it quite that way, but yeah. You know, right. again. Yeah, depending on your credentials. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. And yeah. then now number three, it's 18 years later. Mm-hmm. Mentions having a good time, but You're... doesn't quite remember. Yeah, it was a good day. Well, you would remember that, though. I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit here. If you were at something that honored your dead brother you would certainly remember that day. Sorry, it was the Prime Minister's office who, who put out that right. statement saying he doesn't quite... Yeah, yeah. So my apologies there. It's, the, it's his office right. saying that. Are you not communicating with the man that was involved who happens to be the Prime Minister? Why put out that statement before talking to him? Well, now the reporter wants nothing to do with this. Of course not. Right, so CNN has reached out uh, because the story has gone, you know, international. So CNN reached out and was told, nobody's spoken to the reporter to the best of my knowledge because she wants nothing to do with this for whatever her reasons are, and that's fine. Those, that's up to her. The publisher of, at the time is speaking of it and his recollection of what happened. So I guess the other question becomes this, that if it really doesn't matter, there, I don't know that there's a statute of limitations when it comes to sure. this sort of thing. I, I really don't know. But in terms of political statute of limitations, there is none. Right, You can talk about, and it's for a fair game, to talk about the conduct of any prime minister, regardless of how long ago it was, um, and for that person to address it. But my question is this. If it's somebody who's serving in government now within Trudeau's own cabinet or uh, within his uh, party, would he not ask that person to step aside while it was investigated? And yeah. given that I think the answer to that is yes... Then my question becomes, so should our prime minister then step aside while this gets investigated expeditiously, I hope, because he's the prime minister and we need a leader. But should this be where it ends, that he says he doesn't remember? or And given that the reporter doesn't want to talk about it, where do we go from here? I believe that he should step aside temporarily. If he has made other members of his party do this, he has. Why? Well, yes. Mm -hmm. So why should he be exempt? Right? In my... Why? Mm -hmm. Somebody come to me with a good argument of why... Just because, just because he's the Prime Minister, he has a party of 150-some members. He has right-hand men and women. Somebody is able to step up while this is taken care of. But then what would that investigation entail? Because, again, you have a reporter who doesn't want to talk about it. You have a victim here, an alleged victim who doesn't want to talk about it. And what you have is the uh, witness uh, being the publisher who is saying that when she got back to the office, she was quite distressed. Right? It's, it's odd as well that 
And I'm not doubting anybody's story here at all, believe me. It's odd as well, though, that this never came up before. Like, you would have thought that this would have come up when he entered public life, that you know how reporters are. How did nobody dig this one up before? But here it is, right? 18 years later. 18 years later. I don't know what the answer to that is. That's more of, I guess, an opinion piece on our part. I don't know what the right answer is. I just wanted to say we're not taking any sides, and Mm. we're not saying we believe one side or another. This is an 18-year-old story that you and I have never heard of before today. No, exactly. I don't know what to do with it. No, and that's the thing. I think we need to leave it here. I mm-hmm. think if we keep going into it, we want we go down a slippery slope, and I, yeah. I don't want to uh, say something I, I shouldn't say for, right. for or against either side. And I just didn't want to ignore it because I know our listeners, and as much as I love them, and, and uh, you know, there's a certain reciprocal uh, amount of affection there, if you have a story like this and it, it involves a politician and we don't at least mention it, mm-hmm. somebody will accuse us of burying it because some overlord in Toronto told us to, which we can constantly deny exists. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.